Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 265 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. KB coming at you with a solo show from Underground Studios. As always, show brought to you by our incredible local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And I would be an absolute fool not to tell you guys that support for Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by our new friends at Manscaped. Guys, Eagles football is back, and we'll get into that game throughout this entire episode. But due to quarantine going on, no fans in the stands... It's quite possible that you are rocking out with Jason Kelsey's beard in your pants. And that's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on the birds. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for a franchise quarterback like Carson Wentz that he certainly did not have on Sunday. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an LED light on it. Game changer. They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. No one likes an ungroomed set of feet, fingers, and most importantly, balls. That's why they have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with new and improved lawnmower performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your leg or smelling like eggs. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your testes a boost, just like Jalen Rager did to the Eagles' offense. Subscribers to our show get not one, But two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. And when you head to manscaped.com, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code USP. 
That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code USP. It's time to give your testies the absolute besties with Manscaped. All right, let's get right into it. The Philadelphia Eagles. What an abysmal performance that was on Sunday. Philadelphia Eagles lose to a football team with no name. They lose to the Washington football team in pathetic fashion, 27-17. to The Eagles had a 17-0 lead and 17-7 going into halftime. They blew a 17-10 and 10 point lead, got shut out in the second half. Carson Wentz got absolutely demolished throughout this entire game. The Eagles offensive line was already down. If you watch the Breakfast Blitz morning show on twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI, which we will be live every single morning during football season on Sunday mornings from 11 a.m. or 11.30 a.m. Eastern time up until kickoff. Uh, we kicked the show off with Lane Johnson not suiting up for this game due to the injuries he's been dealing with. No Miles Sanders in this game. So the Eagles offense was already behind the eight ball uh, in the injury department, and it just got worse as the game went on. Carson Wentz was sacked eight times in this game. Uh... The Eagles could not get any semblance of a running game going. Nine carries for Boston Scott for 35 yards. Six carries for 19 yards for Corey Clement. One carry for two yards for Carson Wentz. And one carry for one yard from Jason Huntley, who was brand new to the team, so I'm not going to knock him for not really performing. Carson goes 24-42 for 270 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. The interceptions are... So uncharacteristic for Carson Wentz. Because looking at his career, uh, Carson Wentz, yes, he fumbles a lot. And we'll get into the fumbling issue as well. Um, But in his career, Carson Wentz, outside of his rookie season, has only thrown seven interceptions in each of the last three seasons. 2017, injury-shortened season, obviously, when the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. 2018, only played in 11 games, and then last season plays all 16. All three of those seasons, just seven interceptions, and then 2016 is rookie year 14, which is expected for a rookie quarterback who was thrust into the role that Carson Wentz was thrust into. Two interceptions already to start this season is not great, Uh, and it's not all on Carson, but it is on Carson to make some of these throws and to make up for some of these throws not going through. Uh, But when you have rookie wide receivers out on the field that don't know what a comeback route is, and for those of you that may not know what a comeback route is, it is self-explanatory. A comeback route means you come back. Come back. And I love him. I love the prospect that John Hightower is. There were multiple times in this game he ran quote-unquote comeback routes but did not come back. And that resulted in one of the interceptions. It resulted in a pass that should have been intercepted. And overall, it was just a, a an abysmal performance top to bottom. The This game cannot all be you know blamed on Carson Wentz. It cannot all be blamed on the offensive line. It cannot be all blamed on the injuries that were sustained throughout this game. And it, it 
it can't all be blamed on the coaching staff, but across the board, everyone outside of, I'd say, the secondary underperformed to a, a, a vast extent. Carson Wentz was bad. The wide receivers were not good. Uh, Zach Ertz, which we will get into as well, was not great. Uh, Dallas Goddard also shined in this game, which is part of the Zach Ertz discussion as well. Uh, the offensive line was abysmal, and Doug Peterson was bad in this. It's okay to admit that Doug Peterson coached a bad game, guys. Some of the overreactions where everyone was going after Carson, going after the injuries, it's okay to admit that your coach had a bad game. It's okay to admit that because Doug was not great in this one. It's weird when when guys on this team have been injured the past couple of seasons and you have new guys being thrust into roles that they typically would not be in. Doug Peterson continues to to fail to recognize that he needs to adjust his scheme to fit the guys that are on the field. And just continually, there's moments where Doug just thinks he has all of his healthy starters in and can get away with what they have game planned and not make adjustments in-game. It's something that I see numbers and numbers of Eagles fans screaming and yelling at Jim Schwartz about for not making in-game adjustments, not paying attention to what's going on, and just sticking with what the scheme is, rather than going in and figuring out what needs to be done to make sure this Eagles team comes out with a win. And it's it's literally the same thing happening with Doug Peterson. Whenever an injury occurs on this team, Doug fails to make in-game adjustments personnel-wise. He fails to simplify things for guys that are not normally starters, that are not taking first-team reps all week, that may not have taken first-team reps in their career. I mean, for crying out loud, we saw Jordan Mailata come into this game, and that also falls on Howie Roseman for the lack of depth that is on this team across the board. Uh, You know, roster construction over the past couple of years has been so suspect, and it's something that I will talk about as well. Because there's a serious issue with this football team top to bottom right now. And if they don't get it turned around quick, this season could be over before we know it. You know, it it just gets to a point where it's frustrating that we have guys like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside out on the field and you don't hear his name the entire game. You know, it, it gets to a point where it's frustrating where before the game we hear about Zach Ertz and Howie Roseman getting into a heated discussion a heated conversation uh that is not normal for the Eagles organization over Zach Ertz's uh you know contract issues that he has with you know not having a new deal and the Eagles lowballing him and it clearly trickled over to the field on Sunday afternoon uh Zach Ertz's body language was piss poor um he even said that it affected him while he was out on the field uh there was a moment in the game too where it seemed like Zach Ertz was injured he was like wincing in pain the the camera that 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 the broadcast had panned to Zach Ertz and I was like why is nobody attending to Zach Ertz there's a timeout on the field like it's an injury timeout where where is the 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 medical staff and it turned out being a Washington football team timeout but Everyone was just like super distant from Zach Ertz. He scored his touchdown and it was like, you know, nothing happened. 
I was I was super concerned with just everything going on with Zach Ertz. I think it was uh, awful timing by whoever decided it was a smart idea to leak that story to Ian Rappaport on Sunday morning uh, because it, it truly affected a lot in this game. Dallas Goddard looked like, not in a bad way, looked like he was being uh, forced the ball, was the focal point of the offense. He had a fantastic game. Um, you know, offensively, he he was the one that led the charge for this Eagles team. Uh, overall, Dallas Goddard finishes with eight catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. And Zach Ertz finishes with three catches for 18 yards and a touchdown. And this is a, a, a team, a Washington football team, that Zach Ertz perennially dismantles, embarrasses, and has some of his best games in his career against. So to see Zach Ertz only get three catches for 18 yards and a touchdown is pretty pathetic. And for the coaching staff to what seemed like just face him out of the game plan, that's also just pathetic. You know, there might be issues off the field. Don't let that come onto the field. And that's exactly what it did. I was disappointed with Doug Peterson over that. I was disappointed with just the the entire organization over that. Because Zach Ertz is a guy that deserves better. This this should not be happening with a guy of Zach Ertz's caliber. Yes, he has two years left on his deal, but th- put yourself in his shoes where he's seeing guys like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. Uh, you saw Austin Hooper get a contract with the Cleveland Browns, who is a, you know, he is nowhere near the levels of Zach Ertz. Uh, and just tight ends around the league getting paid. And Zach Ertz is a future Hall of Famer. He has been part of this organization from day one, like, all in. He wants to be here. And I just don't understand the mindset of these Philadelphia GMs right now not paying the superstar talent that is literally right in front of them. Like, it's so simple to get this done. It should have been done months ago. And the fact that it's still, you know, lingering over Zach Ertz's head and the rest of this team's head now That's a problem in my book. I'm sorry if you don't agree that the Eagles shouldn't pay Zach Ertz right now, but if it's going to trickle over and be an issue all season long, the Eagles are, are, there's a lot more to worry about then than a, than a 2020 season. It's just, it's so ridiculous that we've got contract disputes already. And, you know, I don't think it, it, determined anything but Zach Ertz seeing a guy like Jason Peters get paid and taken care of uh it's just a mess it's just an absolute mess you gotta pay Zach Ertz I'm sorry he's still only 29 years old he's playing at an elite level he Zach Ertz has the capability to play well into his 30s you know well into his mid to late 30s just get it done you know, this this offense is dynamic with both tight ends. Don't mess that up. Um, Jalen Rager, though, another bright spot, even though he only had one catch, the big 55-yard catch. Uh, there were other opportunities that I think Carson kind of just missed him, and he's got to have those throws. Um, but Jalen Rager is going to be a player, guys, and I'm super, super thrilled, even more so than I was on draft night. Um about this pick, about him being in this offense. I think he landed in the perfect spot. And outside of 
you know, I'd say Henry Ruggs and, and Jerry Judy right now. Because CeeDee Lamb looked, you know, he looked okay with the Cowboys on Sunday night. But I'm I'm very happy with the selection of Jalen Rager. And he's going to be the weapon that I think Carson Wentz has lacked his entire career almost. Um, I think he's going to be a very special player. And I'm very excited to just see him continue to progress as the season goes along. Because he's going to get those passes again. You know, the ones that fell short of him, uh, the ones that were overthrown just a bit that he fell short on, they're going to click once, you know, some more repetition gets thrown in with Carson Wentz. Because you got to remember, like, Carson Wentz and and Jalen Rager didn't really get a chance to to practice with each other in the offseason. One, because of COVID. Two, Jalen Rager was in Florida. Carson's in Dallas. And the one time they flew each other out was really the only time before, you know, training camp started that those two got to work together. Uh, You know, Jalen Rager was training with Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Hurts in Florida. So, I mean, the the chemistry's still not there. But you saw the flashes and the ability that this kid has to go out and be a a playmaker in this offense. And if you're an Eagles fan, you have to be super excited about what you saw from Jalen Rager, even though it was super limited. And like all good Philadelphia Eagles games, the injuries continued to pile on in this game. The list was quite extensive. Brandon Graham, concussion protocol. Vinny Curry was injured in this one, and he's going to miss significant time. Uh, Craig James was also injured in this one, expected to miss uh, a decent chunk of time as well. Deshaun Jackson was on and off the field all game long. He tweeted that he was fine. He's not injured. He only had two catches for 46 yards in this game. Again, very uncharacteristic of Deshaun Jackson going up against his former team. He typically likes to torch his former team and former teammates and had an opportunity to do so with the matchup that he was going to be facing Ronald Darby in. But Doug Peterson saying that they just want to, you know, prolong Deshaun's season and make sure that he's good for the long haul and not in the short term. You can't play scared. That is, again, another adjustment failure on Doug Peterson's part. Deshaun Jackson, allegedly healthy, 100%, good to go. He should be playing in this game like a normal wide receiver any, you know, any week. It was pathetic that he was on and off the field. Nobody knew what was going on. There was a moment in the game where Pam Oliver was about to deliver her sideline report saying that Deshaun Jackson was on the sideline, but then he ends up going back in the game. Like, come on, guys. Like, it was just absolutely pathetic. Um, I'm probably blanking on a couple of other injuries that happened. I thought Zach Ertz got injured in this game, but apparently he was fine. Um... But, I mean, good grief, the injuries. Uh, oh, uh, Jack Driscoll was cramping, so then we saw Jordan Mailata in this game. We saw Nate Herbig in this game. Um, Jason Peters was not good in this game. It was just, it was not a great afternoon. You know, it was a good 20 minutes. It was like, all right, football's back, let's go, go birds. And then, you know, towards the end of that second quarter into the second half was just, so unbearable. And, you know, 
as the the Washington defensive line just continue to break through, they they really just gained confidence and swagger throughout the entire game. They were picking off Carson Wentz, making this offensive line look like it had more holes than Swiss cheese, which it does. And the the coaching staff, the players, the the personnel staff, they need to look at themselves in the mirror all week long and try to figure out what the hell went wrong and fix it all. Because, like I said at the top of the show, this season could get derailed very quickly if if the Eagles are not careful. They've got the L.A. Rams coming into town for week two. The Cincinnati Bengals come into town who looked pretty, you know, decent in game one for themselves. Then you go out west to take on the 49ers. Then you go to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are just going to be ridiculous on defense. And then the Baltimore Ravens come to town. This season could get out of hand so quickly. And this was a game you had to win. Divisional game, beatable opponent, and you just let them pounce all over your franchise quarterback, make you look absolutely ridiculous. And quite honestly, they could lose this Rams game. The Bengals game could be closer than a lot of people think. They, they most certainly could and more than likely will lose that 49ers game. The Steelers, I think, is a stone-cold lock that Pittsburgh wins. And the Ravens are the Ravens, and they're going to probably embarrass us at the link on October 18th. So right there in five games, that's one and four. You're two and four going into a matchup against the Giants on Thursday night football, and then you host the Cowboys before your bye week. Quite frankly, (laughs) if they don't figure some things out quickly, this season could be over by the bye week. And maybe that's what this team needs. Maybe they need, you know, a slap in the face and to realize that you can't put Band-Aids over top of glaring holes on this team. And that's where Howie Roseman comes back into play. I'm so sick and tired of seeing people be Howie Roseman apologists because the dudes since 2017 has flat out stunk. The 2017 draft now uh, a failure. You have two guys left and so many people are doubting the first round pick who I still have a a decent amount of hope for in Derek Barnett. Kind of view him similarly to Brandon Graham in terms of like it's going to take a little bit sure but eventually it's going to work. And Nate Gary are the only two players left from that 2017 draft on this roster. Howie Roseman's draft decisions and and picks are hinging on the 2018 draft that gave you Dallas Goddard, Avante Maddox, uh, Matt Pryor, and you know and Miles Sanders in the 2019 draft is what Howie Roseman is clinging on to. And that's not good. That's not good. I'm sorry, not Matt Pryor. Uh, it's it's Dallas Cotter, Avante Maddox, Josh Sweat, who looks fantastic. I, I'm a big Josh Sweat fan. Love the pick when it was made. And Jordan Mailata. Those are the draft picks from 2018 that Howie Roseman is clinging on to. (laughs) You know, like, 
Dallas Cotter looks great. Avante Maddox looks good. Josh Sweat looks great. Uh, and they did draft Matt Pryor in that draft as well. I'm sorry. Uh, and Matt Pryor seems to be, you know, a guy they have a lot of faith in, but we didn't see him in this game. And uh, Jordan Mailata played over him. <laughs> so, you know, clinging on to that and then Miles Sanders from the 2019 draft because J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, just cut your losses. The dude clearly has no chemistry with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz doesn't trust him to get him the ball. Apparently, he was on the field for 28 snaps, only saw one target, I believe. He's he's a mess. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is just taking up a roster spot at this point and seems to be just, uh, you know, another one of these wide receivers that the Eagles draft that will be gone and be a failure of a pick by this Eagles team. And <laughs> it's just, it's so maddening. It's so maddening because Miles Sanders is going to be the only draft pick, draft pick from that draft that pans out, in my opinion. Because J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is not going to pan out in my book. There, There's no reason to believe that he will. Andre Dillard has not been able to see the field consistently either just to bad play or injury. He's going to be going into year three with very little NFL experience. Um, and then you cut Sharif Miller and Clayton Thorson was just an absolute waste of a draft pick. So Howie Roseman has a lot of blame in this, I, in my opinion. The, the roster construction has been piss poor since the 2017 quote, everything worked perfectly, unquote, in my book. You know, it's just one of those things where continually this team continues to just burn itself. And, you know, this it frustrates me. Frustrates the living hell out of me to watch this team who has so much goddamn talent on it continue to falter because of just simple mistakes that are being made. Simple uh, you know, just, I, I can't even formulate words with how much it frustrates the living hell out of me. Uh, and what better way to just gather my thoughts and to tell you guys about our friends over at Tomahawk Shades who are doing business the right way. Tomahawk Shades is a company started by two brothers on Long Island who decided they didn't want to pay an arm and a leg for sunglasses. So then they started their own company for... The common man, the common woman, and the common sunglasses wearer. Tomahawk Shades give you that luxury sunglasses feel for a fraction of the price. And it, it, they look good. You feel good. My eyes feel better when I'm wearing the Blue Light Plus collection that they offer with the Blue Light Plus glasses. The sunglasses, the material that they use to make these things is second to none. I've got two pairs. I'm looking at a few more as well now that they're restocking more. And just because summer's on the way out and fall is, you know, coming in, unfortunately, doesn't mean you should stop wearing sunglasses. You could make the argument that you need sunglasses just as much in the winter when that snow is on the ground, beaming up in your face onto your windshield, than you do in the summer. 
So that's why you need to head over to TomahawkShades.com. Check out our friends over there. Best sunglasses in the in in the industry. Hands down. Nobody tops them. I've had other luxury brands in the past. Ten times out of ten, I would I would take the Tomahawk Shades. They're comfortable. They look great. They're made great. And they've got a fantastic warranty as well on them. Anything happens to your Tomahawk Shades, they've got a two-year replacement warranty where if they break or they're lost, they're going to f- replace them for you. Absolutely no cost. Absolutely stupid. And it's up to two times they will replace all of their sunglasses and blue light plus glasses up to two times under their worry-free warranty replacement policy. All you have to do is uh, pay the processing fee and shipping. That is a fraction of the retail price. Pricing for replacements uh, can be found on their website. U.S., it's less than 10 bucks for a majority of the, the sunglasses that you are going to be purchasing. Seven years ago is when this company was founded. They set out on a mission to help the community look and feel better by providing them with stylish and high-quality eyewear that doesn't break the bank. So that's why you need to check out our friends at TomahawkShades.com. Use the promo code USP at checkout. That's promo code USP, and that's going to save you 25% off your entire order. And right now, free shipping on all orders over $75. Make sure you check out our friends, TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP. So yeah, I mean, Brandon Graham's in the concussion protocol. Vinny Curry's going to miss time. This team needs to go out and sign players now uh, who are going to have to get up to speed very quickly, whether it's from the practice squad or from the outside, uh, to to fill in depth spots because this team is not deep. And that's why the injuries seem so drastic when they happen because this team has no depth. They are so thin at so many key positions, and this year it's on the lines, which this team has preached that they want to build through the trenches year in and year out, and yet here we are now in 2020 where the offensive and defensive lines are so thin that these injuries seem even more catastrophic than what they should. And it's just driving me up a wall. I will say bright spot, though, that a lot of people were were sketched out about, and I was just because of the depth, because there's not that many of them. Uh, the secondary looked fantastic. Darius Slay, what an absolute gift from the gods. Thank you to the Detroit Lions for taking two of our draft picks and giving us this amazing human, because Darius Slay shut down Terry McLaurin. He got all of his yards underneath. Five catches for 61 yards. Terry McLaurin is typically the wide receiver that's going to beat you deep. He's got the speed to do it. He's got the rapport with Dwayne Haskins to do it. And they couldn't get anything going because Darius Slay had him clamped. And that was awesome to watch. Darius Slay followed him the entire game and just shut down one half of the field. You know, I was terrified that we were going to have a big-time scary Terry game in this one. And, uh... It didn't happen because Darius Slay just was locked down, locked in from the get-go. It is fun to watch him play football. It is fun to watch Darius Slay. I'm a big-time fan of defensive backs. I love watching defensive backs go to work. And Darius Slay was phenomenal in my book on Sunday. 
Avante Maddox looked great. He was physical. He was, you know, he was active. You saw him make plays. He should have had an interception in this game. Um, but overall, I was very impressed with Avante Maddox. Nikel Roby Coleman, awesome job in the slot. Uh, I thought Jalen Mills and Rodney McLeod were great at the safety position. Overall, this is the best the Eagles secondary has looked in arguably the Doug Peterson era. You know, from top to bottom, this is the best I can remember the Eagles secondary playing uh, in a very, very long time. Malik Jackson was great on the defense as well, you know, in the first half. Kind of fell off in the second half. Um, need to see more from Fletcher Cox as the season goes on, especially when uh, Javon Hargrave comes back from injury. But overall, this Eagles defense looks awesome. Very impressed with the defense. I think they're going to be the th the thing that keeps this team afloat all season long will easily be the defense over the offense, especially with the state of the offensive line right now. Um, you know, th there's so many question marks with the offensive line, and I expect moves to be made to, to bring in depth due to the injuries, due to poor performances, and uh, we'll see what happens when it comes to that. But overall, just got to be better. This Eagles team has to be better. I'm not saying the sky is falling, but this team has to look themselves in the mirror and realize that there were so many opportunities for them to go out and win this football game against Washington. And now they're staring themselves at 0-1, looking to you know get out of the basement of the NFC East now because you lost to a division opponent and you're going into a tough stretch of games over the next month and a half. They've got to, to bounce back, and they've got to have this Rams game now. This is a game they have to go into ready to rock and roll, and they have to go out and win this game. No questions about it. Uh, and we will get into Eagles-Rams later on as the game gets closer. Eagles enemies will be out later this week as well with a good friend of the show, Cam DeSilva from the Rams Wire USA Today Network does a great job covering the Rams. You'll hear from him. Uh, very excited to talk to Cam again. It's been a while, so super pumped about that. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just a game the Eagles got to have. It's a game they've got to have. So to stay up to date on all things Eagles, make sure you guys are following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get our Twitter following going back up again. Might have to do a giveaway soon with some of the homies over at Design Tree or maybe just an overall giveaway. We'll see. Uh, but you guys are the absolute best on Twitter. And uh, we're going to be building the Instagram up quite a bit over the next couple of months. So at Underground PHI for both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. And uh, make sure you check out the Twitch channel as well. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Facebook, same thing. Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. The Twitch stream is going to be going under some drastic changes look-wise, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you're following the Twitch channel. Like I said, twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. And of course, tons of content coming out over the next few weeks across the network. 
So make sure you check out all of our podcasts. Subscribe to them all on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let me know what you thought about this Eagles game. Air out all of your, your frustrations, takeaways, positive, negative, whatever it may be. But leave a five-star rating and review. Five stars only. We need some happy thoughts around here. And we have standards, and we know you do too, and they're five stars only. Five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Let's get to 300 by the end of October. By the bye week, let's get to 300 five-star ratings and reviews on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast feed. Or you can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. And, of course, the show would not be possible without our amazing local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, our kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, DSGEntry.com, Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Use the promo code DSGN5 at checkout. Save yourself 5 bucks off your order. The homies over at Tomahawk Shades, TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP, takes 25% off your entire order. And then, of course, our brand new friends over at Manscaped, head to Manscaped.com and use the code USP to save 20% off and get free shipping on your order. That's Manscaped.com and put in the code USP to save 20% off and get free shipping on your order. Porter at manscaped.com. This has been a, a frustrating episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 265. You guys are the best damn listeners in the podcast universe. I'm your host, KB. We are signing off. Peace.